Nation, did you know you can schedule your real estate sit down with the guys at rondonsitdown.com? That's rondonsitdown.com, and you'll get a free camp mom that says I sat down with Ron Don. I have 13 of them. Maybe even the guys will take you camping with your new mug. Now back to the show. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It is episode 302 now of the Ron and Don Show. Uh, coming up on the Ron and Don Show every once in a while, oh, and we are live from the Les Schwab Studios. You want to say hi to the Ron and Don Nation? What's up, Ron? Yeah, every, uh, every, every, every once in a while, I jump out on BuzzFeed. I like to see what people are buzzing about and what they're talking about. And people right now are talking about why they never had kids and why they feel good about it. And I was reading some of their reasoning, and I want to share that uh, with you. Also, four things that small businesses uh, should embrace if you want your small business to be a big business. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I was looking at uh, Q13 at the news feed before we jumped on today, and uh, there was a guy that was pulled over, and this was uh, in South Seattle, and then it seemed like another gentleman pulled up, and I don't know if you saw this video. He had to be probably 30 feet away, and he got out of his car. He picked up an axe, and he threw this axe, right at the windshield of the driver that was creating road rage for him. And I mean, he just pegged that windshield right in the center. It's pretty incredible. He cracked the window. The ax went flying. The driver was okay. And he turned around and just got back in his vehicle and kind of drove off. I always wonder about these road rage incidents because they're going to find out who this guy was that, that did something like this. Who drives around? With, with, cause, cause, cause to get out of it, it, it's not like he went and opened a car door or he went in a toolbox or he's rifling around in the back. It's like this guy at some point had decided in a calmer moment that when somebody cut him off or created road rage, that he was going to get out of the car and he was going to throw an ax at that person. I don't think he knew that this other person had a camera, a GoPro camera that was on. When you watch this, it's astonishing, and I guess as traffic comes back, road rage is back, and boy, I am really trying to be careful here because uh, sometimes when I get in the car with Ron, he gets caught up in the in the road rage. I I I like to think I got over my road rage a long time ago, and and and, and then sometimes something will happen and I'll find out. I'm not to the level where I want to throw an axe at somebody. But I surely would like to have a couple words. How are you doing well, with your with your road rage? Is traffic is raging back? And did you see this video? It's I outrageous. I've seen the video, but like the axe throwing thing is a thing. Like there are bars and stuff now where people throw that. So I mean, it's possible that he's an axe throwing enthusiast. Like uh, you know, I have a friend that does that at, at at these clubs. Like there's a target on the wall. 
you get your little throwing axe and you know you throw it at the target. So, so you you just happen to have a throwing axe in your in your front seat. If somebody was like in a league or something, like like they have competitions for these things. Okay, but you're right; it is odd. So uh, so be careful of the guy who's in a dart league. He's going to come out and and possibly and, he could throw a dart at you and throw deers uh, darts at you. I do think I tend to um, I can be aggressive or have a little bit of rage when driving when people are being you know doing stuff that's very stupid that i deem to be stupid um and i realize that it is transference for me that i am building up a reservoir of of uh frustration in day-to-day life don't have a way to express it or you might be in the middle of of something in our business and you have to be nice customers always right sort of situation and so i realize that i will unload on somebody else uh, because of that and i've tried to get better at it but i do it is hard for me if people are just being i actually did this the other day and i didn't i didn't lose my top but i was using a, a bike lane on one of those scooters and uber and lyft drivers just park in the the lane that's labeled for bikes and labeled for transit they just park there even if there's a space available uh, to pick up their fare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this person, it's, it's busy. Person just parks right there. Like 10 feet away, there's a parking space or like a yellow zone where they could have pulled in because they're not getting out of the car. Just parks there, stops. And so I'm riding up and I come to the side of him right as a giant bus comes by, like a double, de- like the stretch bus. And I said, hey, in, in a calm way, but but you could tell I was mad. I was like, yeah, I, I'm having to go around you and a bus almost hits me you can park right over there. And he's like, Oh, sorry about that. But so like that sort of thing does frustrate me. And and I wanted to yell at the guy, but I didn't. Yell did you have him. your helmet on? I did not have a helmet on. What are we doing with all the helmet rage? Meaning what? for so long when I used to ride my bike and I didn't have a helmet on, especially other cyclists love coming by and letting me know that there's a helmet law. And so do drivers. They always want to let you know that there's a helmet law. And now you look around and it seems like, no one has a helmet on. So I think the helmet law still exists. Nobody's wearing a helmet, though, in the city yeah, of, of you're Seattle. Because on a rideshare bike or a ride scooter, unless you have your helmet along with you, it's not like there's a scooter sitting there with, that, with a helmet tied to it. That's probably not going to work. Yeah, I walked to this destination and felt like riding the scooter back. I did not bring a helmet with me. Scooters seem pretty danger- dangerous. I have a... Uh, uh, a friend that's a firefighter that was down in Phoenix and jumped on a scooter one night. These guys have been drinking and he scrambled his brains on a, on a sidewalk and hasn't been back to work since. And I don't know if ever will be, I hmm. just coming out of a bar at night, those scooters probably look like a really good idea. So, yeah, I mean, I try to not scoot and drink and drive. That's good. But I do, do have a little bit of a- aggression that will come out from time to time with uh with in the driving situation yeah, for sure there you go all right uh hey coming back uh let's talk about the four things that your business should have if you want it to uh if you want it to thrive on the other side of this hey it's ron and don here for les schwab tires of course when i think of les schwab i think tires and i think wheels but you know what les schwab does a lot more than just tires and wheels they 
are also known for safety. And they're a world-famous pre-trip safety checks. If you're like, hey, I'm going on a road trip. My car really hasn't left the driveway uh, in a year and a half. You should take it in for the free pre-trip safety check. It's worth $60, but at Les Schwab, they charge you $0. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to check out your alignment. They're going to check out your brakes. They're going to check out your battery, and they're going to check out your shocks. They're all obviously very important safety components for your vehicle. The pros at Left Schwab are happy to do this to you for free. They call it their free pre-trip safety check. Schedule yours right now at leschwab.com or go by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. They're everywhere. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. I would definitely recommend working with Ron and Don. Completely satisfied. 100% guaranteed. <laughs> if you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. We are Team Greenland, and we sat down, down with Ron, Ron and, and Don. Don. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing. We talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We would have a game plan and there'd be a team helping us and we went for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams under asking price, which just does not happen in this market. And we could not be happier. And um, we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support. Uh, we got an offer, I think day one, that was 25 to 50,000 over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? And she's like, no, we're sticking to this. We're gonna wait till that offer review, review date, like Ron and Don said, waited till offer review date. And we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer a hundred thousand over asking. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics, you get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. If someone asked me, in fact, someone did ask me uh, recently how we sold our house so fast, and I said, well, we had a great realtor team. And that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Ron and Don have a unique ability to get mass exposure at your home. And they're also very loud and annoying. When you're ready to talk about your real estate journey with the guys, just go to ronandonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. As you heard, we're licensed brokers at Windermere. So if you need us, reach out. Go to our website, ronanddonsitdown.com. That's ronanddonsitdown.com. And uh, we can sit down with you guys. Okay. I'm always interested in reading because we're, we're building this real estate business. It's been highly successful so far in the last couple of years. A lot of that has to do with you guys and, and trusting us and using us. And we really appreciate that. Uh, Newsweek came out with four things this week that if you're a budding entrepreneur, uh, that these things uh, should be present in your business. And if not, you probably won't be a very good entrepreneur for very long. So the number one thing that they say drives all entrepreneurs. And Ron, I don't know uh, what kind of score you'd give yourself here. 
but they say it, it's really about curiosity. And are you able to look at a business and even a business model differently than anybody else has? And your curiosity usually drives you to a place where you want to solve a problem. And in solving that problem, that's where you create your business model. So if we look at Tesla, for instance, trying to solve the problem of how do we get away from fossil fuels? And as you're trying to solve that problem, can we also solve the problem of cryptocurrency? And along with cryptocurrency, can we also solve the problem if somebody has enough cryptocurrency that they could get in maybe an aircraft that we create as we're learning about building battery-operated cars? Could we take a battery-operated aircraft and could we fly that around Seattle like George Jetson would do? Or who knows, maybe someday we'll fly that thing to Mars. So you see kind of the overlapping curiosity. That's the thing that I love about Elon Musk. Anytime you hear him speak, you can just tell he's not driven by money. He is driven by his curiosity. Yeah, it's funny. And these sort of stories, it's always, you know, it's it's easy for the authors of like a Newsweek to start talking about the Elon Musk or the Jeff Bezos of the world, which are the unicorns. Like they're the ones that have had multi-billion dollar companies. Uh, but I do think that concept applies, you know, down the food chain, even for like a small mom and pop business like you and I have is like, how can we be creative and solve the problem differently? And, you know, you, we, we've approached the real estate business a, a lot differently than a bunch of other agents. And so just out of our curiosity. And, and so it, it's been effective for us. But yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that if you just get in the mode where you're not questioning anything, not open to being wrong, not, not open to like looking at what you're doing, stop evaluating whether or not something is successful. You know, we got a, a, a kind of a negative review recently or someone that wasn't thrilled with uh, an interaction they had with us. So you either look at that and go, ah, you know, shake your fist in the air, go, all right, what can I learn from that? Like someone, you know, didn't really think we were that great. Uh, and so what is my responsibility to look at that and have a sense of curiosity? I do go, okay, is there something I could do, could have done better? And if you have an honest evaluation and you get to the end of it, sometimes it's like, nope, I couldn't have done anything better. Um, that's just a person that, that for whatever reason, that's the way they read the interaction. But many times you can go, yeah, maybe I could have communicated better. Or maybe I could have anticipated something better uh, and there could have been a better outcome. So I think just being honest with your own feedback and realizing if I replay the scenario and I'm curious about it, uh, can I do a better job in the future? And then also taking something like that and going, all right, I, I don't want that to happen again in the future. What can I do to change that? Yeah. Uh, number two, they talk about the fact that uh, when it comes to being able to conquer and succeed, uh, there's going to be a lot of doubt, but typically people that are good entrepreneurs starting a business, uh, they have the ability to to overcome or over. And and I think that's interesting because sometimes if if you if you play and stay in the space of just dreaming all the time, but you don't get into the nuts and bolts of building your business, uh, then what's the vision for that business moving forward? And on the other hand, if you're just doing the 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 nuts and bolts, uh, in doing the nuts and bolts, where, do, where does that take this business in the future? That's one of the reasons why I think, especially when it comes to to partnerships, you 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 need to be around people 
that have different talents, gifts, and abilities that than you do, then you have to celebrate those gifts, talents, and abilities because by elevating other people around you to succeed and to do well, uh, that means that you're going to do well too. It's kind of interesting in, in mountaineering when I remember climbing Rainier a number of years ago and this storm rolled in and I was just speaking with a friend of mine that just somebody Rainier the other day. We had gone out with 24 different people on different rope teams and in the middle of the night, we hit this storm uh, one of the climbers up ahead fell into a crevasse. All the guides that were up there stopped what they were doing, and we all stopped what they were doing so that they could go and rescue and drag this person out, which they did. Uh, they fell off this wall. And, the, and then all these rope teams ahead of us started turning around. And I started just thinking, wow, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of people that work very hard to get up there and get up here. And at 3.30 in the morning in the pitch dark and 60-mile-an-hour winds with ice blowing everywhere, and there's not like there's a tree up there because you're, you're up on a piece of, uh, of, of Arctic ice. You're, you're, you're kind of thinking, I wonder if I have what it takes to keep going. My guide came over, Dave Conlin. He says, I think you got it, and I think you five others have it, and, and everybody else uh, is going to turn around and go back down. If you guys want to go down, this is the time to go down. And if not, you're, you're, we're committed to this. And we were up around 12,700 12, feet, top of Rainier. You got, you got to get to 14,411. You got to get beyond the disappointment cleaver. Uh, and, it's, and it's a lot. And, and, and I remember him saying, and we train this way, and we're in this storm. He said, don't, don't look up. Uh, because you might see disappointment cleaver. And the reason they call it a disappointment, when you get to 13.5, you think you've summited. People start celebrating. They pull out their rate and you haven't summited. You still have a long way to go. Once you get to 13.5, you got to get to 14.4. So many people will turn back when they when because they're so dis- disappointed and, the, and they have nothing left in the tank. So he just talked about just just looking and just taking one step at a time. Just and it it it's a twenty one mile round trip odyssey. One just look down and take it one step at a time. Just your left foot and breathe, and then your right foot and you kick into the ice and you breathe. And it's about that fast, which is about that slow. But the next thing you know, you've summited uh, Mount Rainier. Pretty cool, right? A couple other things. If you guys want to check it out, we'll put it in our show notes. All you need to do is uh, go to ronandonradio.com. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. Hey, what's going on, Ron and Don Nation? This is Therese, a new team member on Ron and Don Team. It's tough out there for buyers right now, and that's why you need a buyer specialist like me. Let's send you a buyer's playbook, and for you sellers, we have a seller's playbook. Reach out to the team and let's do a sit down and we will get you these playbooks. Just reach out to us at ronanddonsitdown.com and we'll schedule a sit down today. Now back to the show. 
All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. If you need us in your real estate journey, just go to ronanddonsitdown.com. Uh, we do a sit-down, right? We do do a sit-down. We had a fun one uh, in the last week or so. We met some folks, that long-time listeners to the show. And within five days' time, we were in contract on, on a house that they wanted to buy. Uh, and it was like, wow, did we just buy a house in five days with Ron and Don? And it was like, yep, you just bought a house in five days with Ron and Don. So that one was pretty fun. Came together quickly, and uh, I enjoy it and stuff like that. All right. Uh, hey, before we get out of here, I think this is kind of interesting. Uh, as we've gotten older, you you know that I have a kid, and and I celebrate him. And I probably talk about him too much, but uh, love of my life. Best thing that, that truly has ever happened uh, to me. And again, he wasn't expected, but always welcome. Always so uh, so welcome. Uh, and I get teary-eyed thinking about him. He's uh, he's on a little vacation right now uh, back in Michigan, playing with his cousins on the shores of Lake Michigan, like I used to do when I was a boy with my cousins and my brother and my my two sisters. So I'm really happy that uh, he gets to play in that that white sand uh, this afternoon. You ever get this question now that, you, now that you've hit 50, Ron? You're so incredible with animals because he is. You're so incredible with kids. Uh, why, don't, why don't you have kids? And, and how do you answer that? Uh, because it just never happened. You know, it, it's not something I was pursuing or not pursuing. And so, um, I, it's, it's funny that people, uh, I think that's an antiquated thing now to just expect, have a uniform thing for everybody because it places a pressure on people that I think is unfair, especially like I, I was out to, to, uh, for a dinner with a friend of mine that's a female friend, very accomplished, professional, and chose her career. And so it bothers her when there's this constant pressure and asking about it all the time. It's like, hey, I went to, I got my degree, then I got another degree, then I had to establish this career, and like, it was hard. Like, that's why I don't have kids. Because I was getting advanced degrees and starting a career in a male-dominated industry, and I did it. I accomplished it. And so, you know, it, it's hard to do both. And yeah. this is how I chose. So quit, quit bugging me. Yeah. It's interesting as I, as I look at my mom now that she's gotten older and you go through the struggles that you have, just have with age. And, and I think she's at a point right now where she's really glad that she had kids, uh, even though some of it's created personal heartbreak for him. Uh, like my late baby sister uh, passing away. I was just uh, sitting at my mom's desk a few weeks ago and just she's, she's surrounded by pictures of her kids and her, and her grandchildren, but specifically of my sister. And I asked my mom as, as she's healing up from her breast cancer surgery, I said, what, what, is, what is the best medicine for you right now? Or what can I do for you right now? And she said, you know what? Just, just keep the grandbabies coming. Just those, those pictures, those discussions, uh, I think it's some, something that's really helping her uh, uh, later in life. But uh, for a lot of us, and I think this is kind of interesting, this is a question that was asked on BuzzFeed. And the thing that I like about BuzzFeed and Reddit is these are people answering questions. It's someone just puts up a question on their board and people start talking about it. And you can do it anonymously. And I find a lot of times when people are anonymous, uh, they could be pretty truthful. So uh, 
this is one that Ben wrote. He said, you know, I have two boys. I love my boys, but boy, do I wish I never had these boys. Whether it be political, whether it's the climate right now, economics, I'm looking at their future right now, and it doesn't feel real bright. And my whole life now is dedicated to making sure I can be around and financially available to help them in what has turned out to be and feels like a pretty cutthroat world. So, Yeah, I, I always like it when parents are honest with that. Like some parents love kids and love to have their kids, and other ones are like, yeah, like now that I know what it takes – Maybe uh, maybe I'm not the greatest parent in the world. Yeah. Pam writes, I like my life now. Uh, I like sleeping in. I like taking spontaneous trips. I like spending my money on me, myself. Having a kid means your entire life changes, and I don't want my life to change because I kind of like my life right now. <laughs> I affiliate with that. It's pretty great to have the freedom that you can do whatever yeah. you want. Benny writes, kids destroy things. They make messes. I was just able to eke out a life for myself in a house and actually buy some new things and make it feel like I'm finally an adult. For kids to ruin the couch I've saved uh, or they get to watch what's going to be on TV, it's just too much for me. These are symbols of my hard work and accomplishments, and I want the damn couch, and I want to be able to watch what I want to watch on TV when I want to watch it. I mean, the old cliche (laughs) is it's different when it's your kid, and I get that. Like something chemical and fundamental happens, but from the outside looking in, it should, but dude, I remember when you, when you first had a kid, it seemed really, really hard for quite a long time. Yeah. Finally, uh, Betty wrote, I can barely go through my periods without painkillers. I'll never manage to give birth. Also, I don't like children. They're annoying. So we can leave it at that. <laughs> if they're not yours, they can be really annoyed. <laughs> Sometimes if they are yours, they can be really annoying. <laughs> Hey, you guys, thanks for stopping by. Listen to episode 301. We appreciate that. Please hit subscribe and also uh, give us a five-star review and maybe write something nice about the show. When you do that, it helps with the algorithm so we can get out there and continue to share the Ron and Don show with so many people now with over a million spins. All right? If you need us, just reach out, ronanddonsitdown.com. That's ronanddonsitdown.com, and we can sit down with you today, and we can start your real estate journey tomorrow all right for ron myself charlie the dog's laying on the floor you keep your head up you keep your shoulders back and we'll see you for episode 302 all night on the Don radio now now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time only 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 on the ron and don radio network